This is Power for Living, the Bible teaching ministry of Christ the King Church in Wakefield, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Feliciano Segundo, and our teacher is Father Michael Carl. So get all your Bibles and let's get started. Once again today, we are going to look at our epistle reading, the reading from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5 and 13 through 17. We may remember that Peter, in 2 Peter 3, 15 and 16, wrote, There are some things in Paul's letters, some of which are hard to understand. Well, this chapter happens to be one of those things, because people have speculated for guess how long, 2,000 years, on who this man of lawlessness is and when the day of the Lord is going to be. Now, Paul here is having to write this letter, again, like last week, a few months even after he wrote 1 Thessalonians. Because here in this issue, there are some false teachers going around making some false claims and false teaching. And guess what? They were saying... The resurrection, the day of the Lord, it's already happened. Naturally, that put the people in kind of a tizzy. Now, think about this. Think about it. Here we all are, and the rapture comes, and none of us go. Would we be upset? Now, that's the level of consternation and panic that the people in Thessalonica were feeling because they thought, we've already missed the resurrection. What are we going to do? So Paul has to try to put out that fire by sending a letter correcting the teaching. An expositor in the site Bible.org wrote about this. The error is not a direct attack of the gospel or of the apostle Paul. It seeks to appear authentic and consistent with Paul's teaching. It may even be conveyed as though it were Paul's teaching. And that's what Paul's getting at when he says, or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that. You see, it appears as a kind of explanation or clarification of Paul's previous teaching. As they heard it directly from him when he was with them. Or as they read it in the first letter. The main point is that this, is, this teaching would appear to be under the guise of being from Paul and his associates, which is that from us in the quote. It also may be represented as coming directly by way of divine revelation, a prophetic utterance. No wonder Paul had instructed the Thessalonians to test such revelations. Like, if you hear a word, test it. Go confirm it and whether or not it lines up with the scriptures. And basically, folks, that's what we, gotta, we have to do, too. Every time we hear something from some preacher on the TV or the radio or from one of our friends or whoever, and they talk about spiritual things and they say something that just doesn't sound right, go verify it in the word and find out if it's really true or if it agrees or contradicts what's in scripture. And guess what? If it contradicts what's in Scripture, it's wrong. wrong. Good, Gary. It would be worthwhile to call attention to the ways those who sought to introduce this new form of false teaching might seek to authenticate it. 
Someone might utter what they claimed to be a prophetic utterance. As the church gathered, this utterance would convey the error and the claim would be made that this came directly from God through the Holy Spirit. After all, Paul had instructed the church not to quench the Spirit by despising prophetic utterances. So there you have the setup for quite a controversy in what's going on there in Thessalonica. Now, to answer that, Paul proves that Christ's return, the day of the Lord, has not yet happened. There are, he says, certain things that must happen first. The rebellion must come first, and the man of lawlessness, that is, the son of destruction, who would that be? Who do we think that is? The Antichrist. Good. All right. So this guy has to show up first on the scene. He will be revealed in his time. Paul continues, though, for the present, something is restraining him. And that's outside of our passage for today. But Paul has to address this issue and basically put out the fire because there are some false teachers going around telling people, put, throwing them into a tizzy and panic, saying the resurrection has already come. Paul then goes on to say, this is not going to happen until... The rebellion comes first. The word in the Greek was apostasia, which is where we get the word apostasy. Now, this has to happen first, and then the man of sin is revealed, that son of destruction. Now, Paul says the resurrection is not going to happen until this guy shows up on the scene first. Now, who is this guy? I, rem I know that for, say, the 46 years since I was first saved in 1976, that there have been speculations on who this Antichrist is. Who is he? Oh, he's alive today on the planet. Really? Do we know this? You know? And I've even heard somebody, some people say the former Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger, was the Antichrist. And then I heard somebody say, it's Saddam Hussein. Well, he's dead, so that leaves it out there. Now, there are other speculations on who this guy is. And yes, I even heard someone say they thought some of our former presidents were the Antichrist. Okay, which one? I mean, how many of them have turned out to be duds? I'm not going to answer that question. That's too dangerous. But we have had people speculating on who this guy is, and I've heard it for 46 years. And guess what? He still hasn't appeared on the scene, and we still don't know who he is. But we do know this from Scripture. He has to come on the scene first, and immediately following this great falling away from the faith. Now, we can sit there and say, like, if we were going to, prognosticate like all of the prophecy preachers do. Well, you know, it pretty well looks like we're in that situation now with all the people turning away from God. Could be. It may very well be because one of the most recent surveys from the Pew Trust on Religion and the Public Life says that now only 60% of the American public says that they are born-again believers. Guess what? That leaves 40% that say they're either agnostic, atheists, Buddhists, Hindus, Muslims, or I'm really spiritual. 
or nothing. You know, so that leaves a great many of the people out of that picture now. So could we draw the conclusion that this great falling away is happening now? Yeah, we could. But I think when there's talking about apostasy, there's going to have to be a little bit more of the falling away than that. Now, in this site called Sermon Writer, one of the writers says the apostasia will come before Christ will come again. This word apostasia can be translated departure, rebellion, or again, apostasy. In this verse, Paul uses this word to speak of people who appear on the surface to be Christians, but who have departed from the true faith to follow this man of sin, the man of lawlessness, the son of destruction. While working through, again, this, this passage, verse jumped out. He who opposes and exalts himself against all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, setting himself up as God. Well, he's going to have a hard time making that claim because the job of God is already taken and he's not giving it up to anybody. Now, while working on this, I also was reading some historical material. The writer says there was a biography of Adolf Hitler. The description of Hitler fits the Antichrist because he was against Christianity and he was against the Jews. So, but then, Hitler was only one possibility, the writer goes on to say. There have been many of those. Stalin, Tojo, Chairman Mao, Kim Il-sung, Kim Jong-il, and now the son, Kim Jong-un, Pol Pot, Slobodan Milosevic, the Serbian, and then again we have Saddam Hussein working their way into there. But... There are all these people who've been thinking that the rebellion and the, the evil guy is going to be one of these people. Why? Because nobody really knows exactly for sure how this is all going to pan out, except Jesus himself in his glorified state. And it's an effort to try to make all of these things understandable. Or to bring it home, as it were, to something we understand and how we can grasp the enormity of what's being prophesied here. But in verse 5, Paul issues this comforting phrase. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? This is not an I told you so. This is Paul saying, hey, remember what I told you? That's what you need to hold on to. Don't listen to these other freaks out there who are pre preaching false teaching and scaring you to death. I told you something differently. So didn't I tell you that? And he's trying to encourage them to get them to remember what he had actually taught them. And that is very instructive for us too. When we get shaken in our faith, when we have people challenging what we believe, we fall back on the things that we know for sure. And that stuff that we know for sure is all in here. Rely on biblical doctrine and biblical teaching and don't go after the latest faddish thing. There's lots of preachers out there that are preaching this stuff and you know people are thinking, oh man, that's new stuff. Well, if, if it's new now, that ought to make you suspicious right away. 
because the Christian faith has been around for 2,000 years. And if there was some valid doctrine back then, if this was a valid doctrine back then, don't you think somebody would have noticed it? And not just now where this new dude on the scene comes and claims he's discovered some fresh new revelation from God? I don't think so. That you can test. Because if it doesn't line up with Scripture, it's heresy. Okay? All right, now, verse 13. But we always ought to give thanks to God for you. Paul is basically saying, hey, I still thank God for all of you guys because your, your faith grew quickly. You were examples to the world, basically. But then he uses this interesting word in verse 15, and this is where we're going to close for today. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Traditions. Everybody remember this Fiddler on the Roof and Tevye's song, Tradition? Well, see, that's not what Paul's talking about here. Paul's not talking about our customary habits and things that we've always done it that way. He's not talking about that like flower arrangements on the altar or the color of the curtains in the sanctuary or when we have our, you know, bazaars or church fairs or whatever. He's not talking about those things. He's talking about the sound doctrine of the apostles and the tradition that those set up and those established, like having the Eucharist every Sunday or some of the useful things that grow us in our faith. Those are the things that Paul's referring to in this passage where he talks about traditions, not our habits, not our things that we think are so good and so cool, not even whether or not we put up a Christmas tree or anything like that. Paul is talking about the soundness of doctrine that the apostles proclaimed and that was written down in his letters or by written by Peter or John or James or Jude or Luke, gospel in the book of Acts. He's talking about that stuff sound doctrine and teaching that the apostles have established. And so we rely on biblical doctrine. And if somebody comes up with some new thing, test it. And if it doesn't hold up, it's nonsense. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's edition of Power for Living. If you happen to miss any of our other programs, be sure to go to our podcast page at ChristTheKingNorthShore.podbean.com. And you can also visit our website at www.ctknorthshore.org. If this program has been a blessing, feel free to let us know. Write us at Power for Living, care of Christ the King Church, 4 Railroad Avenue, Suite 309 in Wakefield, Massachusetts, 01880. Or you can also send us an email at ChristTheKingNorthShore at gmail.com. You can be a part of this gospel ministry by becoming a patron of Power for Living. You can find out how by clicking the Become a Patron button at the top of our podcast page. That's it for this week, and until next time, remember that Jesus is your Power for Living.